calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is of gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello, and welcome to this episode of CFA Institute's Take 15 series. I'm Sam Lum, Director of Private Wealth and Capital Markets at CFA Institute. I'm joined here today at the Australian Investment Conference in Sydney by Jing Ulrich, Managing Director and Chairman of Global Markets China at JP Morgan. Educated at Harvard and Stanford, Jing Ulrich has been one of the most prominent advisors to the world's largest asset management firms, pension funds, and sovereign wealth funds. Jing Ulrich has received numerous industry accolades for her work as a China watcher. She was ranked as one of Fortune magazine's 50 most powerful businesswomen in 2009 and 2010. She ranked 81st in Forbes magazine's 2010 list of the 100 most powerful women in the world and was cited as one of the 20 youngest global power women. Our topic of discussion today is naturally going to be focused on China in the context of recent market developments surrounding concerns about the U.S. credit rating downgrade and its impact on other AAA-rated sovereign credits. Jing, thanks for being here with us today. Governing a country and an economy of the size and diversity of China's is certainly not a simple task. What do you see as the key challenges for policymakers at this time and going forward, given the recent market turmoil and concerns about a double-dip recession globally? Uh, There are lots of challenges facing the Chinese economy. Uh, Clearly, China is the single largest exporting country in the world. Each year, China exports about $1.6 trillion of goods. Now, the global market environment is extremely uncertain. In the next few years, we probably will see lower growth from the U.S. and Europe. So China will have to face a much more challenging environment for its exports. Another challenge facing the Chinese leadership is inflation. In the last nine months, inflation has been increasing at a fairly rapid pace. As of July 2011, CPI actually rose to a 37-month high. However, we think the Chinese government's measures to contain inflation um, are beginning to bear fruit. So in the fourth quarter of this year, we will begin to see inflation uh, moderating. Another challenge, of course, is uh, basically reducing income disparity. China has grown a lot more affluent compared to the last 10 years. However, the income gap has also widened. So during the 12-5 year plan from 2011 and 2015, the Chinese government will introduce a lot of measures to uh, reduce income gap, to invest more in the West, and really to boost the income of the average individual in China. Jing, do you see any significant change in China's policy and strategy on its foreign exchange reserve asset and currency mix after the close call on the debt ceiling situation in the U.S. and the downgrade by S&P? 
Uh, China is the single largest holder of uh, foreign exchange reserves in the world. The country's current reserve holdings amount to 3.2 trillion U.S. dollars. Uh, China holds about 1.2 trillion U.S. dollars of U.S. treasuries. It also holds a lot of uh, U.S. agency bonds as well as corporate bonds. So we estimate about 60% of China's foreign exchange reserves are actually in U.S. dollar-denominated debt. At this juncture, given the huge amount of uh, U.S. dollar debt China holds, it is very difficult for China to diversify uh, in a meaningful way. Uh, I do believe incrementally going forward, China will acquire more resources, more oil, more mining assets to help fuel its future growth. But in the near term, uh, I don't think China will have a major change in its foreign exchange reserve policy. Mm. Is the pace of development of the capital markets in China fast enough to keep up with the real economy in general? The development of the Chinese capital market has taken place at a very rapid pace in the last 20 years. Uh, the first stock exchange in China opened its doors in 1991, so it's been about 20 years. Now we have thousands of companies now listed in China, in Hong Kong, and in the overseas markets. However, in the bond market, uh, we know the development has been relatively slow. Uh, if you look at the Chinese uh, overall financial structure, a lot of the financing still comes from the banking system. To help reduce risk, to help uh, increase efficiency of capital allocation, we think the Chinese capital market should develop at a faster pace going forward. Well, to sum up, what are the key takeaways in terms of the opportunities for Australia and other Asia-Pacific countries? Um, Australia and China share very strong linkages in, in their economies. Uh, now China is the single largest market for Australian exports. About a quarter of Australian exports actually go to China, mainly natural resources such as iron ore, such as coking coal, copper, uh, petroleum products. So the Chinese economy clearly has a great deal of um, relevance for the Australian economy. In the last several years, uh, there has been a boom in the mining sector in the Australian economy because of China's demand. So if you look at the broader Asia-Pacific region, China is now the single largest uh, trading partner for most of the Asian countries, from Japan to Korea to India. Uh, the health of the Chinese economy is clearly very relevant for all the Asia-Pacific region countries. Jing, thank you for sharing your thoughts on China and recent market developments. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the CFA Institute Take 15 series. Copyright 2011, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.